Thanks for tuning in to the Crew at UGA podcast. We are so glad to have you with us. Crew exists to call students to know God, grow in their faith, and go to the world. If you would like to get more connected with Crew at UGA, or if we can help you in any way at all, go to the show notes and click on the link, or follow us on Instagram at Crew at UGA. All right, let's get started. Everybody. All right. I'm Alan. It's great to meet you. Thanks while we get settled here. They said we have a special overseas guest. I'm not that person, but I'm going to introduce you to that person in just a second. She's actually, oh, good. They hit her. She's going to be a surprise. I just want to say hi. Um, I, I'm Alan. If you're here for the first time, I'm one of the campus ministers that gives leadership to crew here at UGA, and we're really glad you're here on our special National Championship Hangover Tuesday event, um, otherwise known as, as Tuesday Night Crew Weekly Meeting, um, our special edition where we're all bleary-eyed and half of us are going to fall asleep in the next 30 minutes probably. Um, and, you know, there's really no other thing to say at the beginning of the semester except, how about them dogs? <laughs> That's right. That is exactly right. Y'all, it is just, it is so much fun. It's just so much fun to be a part of. And we're glad you're here tonight. As you could tell, um, our MCs, which are amazing people, just went through a slew of announcements, which is just a host of all these opportunities that you have to get involved and to do things. So don't say, I never had a chance to get involved in crew, because there are only about 100 that they just went through. And that can seem kind of overwhelming. Um, but I'm going to, um, I want to, just kind of highlight one of those, and that is a couple of weekends from now, we're doing something called Leadership Retreat, which Sierra just said was kind of her favorite thing. It's actually my favorite thing, too. Of all the things we do throughout the year, this is one of my absolute faves. And we are going to go. It's 24 hours. We get there about Friday night at 7. We leave Saturday at 3. It's just one night. It's not the full weekend. Um, We stay overnight. We kind of stay in this big kind of ministry house that this church has, and we totally rough it. You bring a sleeping bag, you sleep on the floor, and we just kind of, you know, make it happen for those 24 hours, and it's just a ton of fun, and that is a great place to go if you are kind of thinking, I don't know where I want to land or what I want to do. You know, we call it a leadership retreat, so a lot of people think, oh, I'm not a crew leader, so I can't go. No, that's, it's actually the opposite of that. It's for anyone who's curious about crew And maybe thinking, I want to attach into this place and become a leader. And so you don't have to make any commitment to be a leader by going. If you are still kind of surfing around ministry to ministry and and you're a Christian and thinking, I just don't know where to attach, hey, this would be a great place for you to go and just kind of hear the essence of what crew is and who we are. Um, And there's a lot of people that walk out of that weekend saying, I am in, I get it now, this is where I want to be. Um, As well, if you have been in crew for a while and you think, yeah, I feel like this is where I really want to invest and make a difference. That's a great weekend for you. And if you're brand new here, like if you just walked onto campus yesterday or today as a transfer student and you're just kind of exploring, great place for you to come and get to know some people and just see, are we the place to land? So no pressure, but it's a great weekend. It's really fun. You will need a sleeping bag. So if you're going home over MLK weekend, grab one and bring it back. But um, it's super cheap. And it's super fun, and you can stay up all night long if you want to, and no one will yell at you. 
So just going to put that bug in your ear. That's a couple of weekends from now. Leadership treats, just one of the best. Well, for our special national championship hangover crew meeting tonight, we do have a special guest. And um, here's how I would introduce her. She is a very special person, and a lot of us love her to death, and a lot of you know her. Um, and you'll know on this banner up here, and what our MCs say, we often say, no, grow, go, is kind of our catchphrase. This is who we are. Called, want to call others to know Christ, grow in their faith, and go to the world. And that go part, which means to take this relationship with God that we have that we think is amazing and want to share it with other people all over the world, that's important. And I want to introduce you to somebody who I think typifies the word go more than a lot of people, almost anybody I know that has, has been with us recently at UGA. And her name is Caroline Jeems. So we can get her up on the screen. Everybody give Caroline Jeems a big hand. Are you there, Caroline? Can you hear us? Are you there? Are we muted? We're going to get some sound out. So we're going to figure out the technical things. This is a stretch for us, right? Because here's the thing. She's not just down the street. She is in Thailand. And right now, it's 8 in the morning where she is. Now, this is an amazing thing in itself. I'll tell you a little mission story. In the year 1609, a man named Matteo Ricci, was one of the earliest missionaries to China, hopped on a boat in Italy sailed halfway around the world and arrived in southern China in nine months. It took him nine months to get there. He wrote a letter to his father, and he sent it back. It took 10 months for the letter to get back to Italy to his father. By the time the letter got to his father, his father had died, so a letter was dispatched back to Matteo Ricci, and it took another 10 to 12 months to get back, and by the time it got back to Matteo Ricci, Matteo Ricci himself had also died. We live in an age when you can take this phone out of your pocket and you can have a video conversation with anyone around the world in seconds. That's amazing. So if there's any video lag tonight and the internet's a little tough, just keep that story in mind, okay? We live in an amazing time. I want you to do me a favor, though. Take out your phone. Take it out. If you have your Wi-Fi turned on, I want you to turn it off just to free up a little bandwidth just in case, okay? Do that for me. All right. Caroline Jeans, welcome. Are you there? Can we hear you? Hey, dogs. There we go. All right. Turn up the volume a little go bit. Go dogs. <laughs> Woo! That's right. So a lot it's of so good to be with y'all back at Memorial Hall. It's been a long time since I've sat in those seats due to COVID, but um, yeah, I just wanted to introduce myself a little bit. My name's Caroline Jeems, and I was a student in EGA, just graduated this past year, um, was involved in a few different ways during my time there with crew, um, and just know some of your faces already from that time there, but um, came in as a freshman, and my older sister was involved with crew, so kind of got plugged in um, pretty immediately, and I was a Kayo at Georgia, had rushed a sorority, and became really involved with our Greek ministry. And so freshman year summer, I went on Greek Summit, um, which was truly the best two weeks of my life. Um, if anyone's thinking about going or 
I hear we have Greek retreat coming up. Sign up for that. Just like sweet, sweet times and memories from my time at Georgia. That I loved. Um, yeah, so went on Greek Summit and then was involved with our Greek ministry there at Georgia and then did um, a summer project in East Asia, summer after my sophomore year, and then um, spent some time serving on student staff um, my junior and senior year and truly my time at Crew and was my most impactful and favorite thing that I did at Georgia. So it's always an honor to be back with y'all. That's awesome. All right, so Caroline, you are serving with crew for a year or two or longer overseas on something we call stint, where you can graduate and go over for that long. But tell us, when was it in college that you started getting excited about going overseas to serve? Um, yeah, I think that normally, um, yeah, just an excitement to be overseas and an excitement to bring the gospel to lost people normally starts with your neighbor right next to you. And um, I think I really saw that in my time at Georgia doing Greek ministry. Of um, God just really gave me a burden for the loss um, for people in my own Greek house and, and sharing the gospel with them. And, and yeah, I really felt like he used that to grow my heart for the lost. And I knew my time on Greek Summit was like, just this realization of like the gospel doesn't stop in a Greek house. Um, our hope is that the gospel starts in a Greek house or it starts in your SGA committee or it starts on your ultimate Frisbee IM team, but that ultimately goes to the ends of the earth. And so I think as I saw, yeah, just was excited about people right next to me hearing the gospel. I think God grew my heart for people who didn't have anyone next to them um, sharing the gospel with them and who had no opportunity to hear it because they had no Christians around them. And so decided to go um, to East Asia on that summer project, summer after my sophomore year. Um, and I remember yeah, I was just sitting across the table from this girl named Anna. And I asked her the question, like, do you know who Jesus is? And she like looked at me with this confused face and was like, is that a student at our university? Like, should I know who that is? And I just like had this realization of like, oh my goodness, this girl's confused because she thinks that Jesus is like one of her classmates. Like she has no idea that Jesus is the person who has come to save her from her sins and like reconcile her to relationship with God. And I think, yeah, God used that summer in East Asia to really give me a heart for people who had never heard the gospel and had no one there to tell them. Um, and I think, yeah, just gave me a vision for what it would look like for me to be a part of that. Thanks for that story. So when you went, I know you went with a lot of hope of an excitement of, okay, I'm going to experience the Lord a different way. What are some of the things that you have seen God do while you have been overseas in Thailand? Uh, yeah, I think this year has been a weird year and living overseas in the midst of a global pandemic um, for sure. But I think it's been cool to see that like COVID is not thwarting God's plans um, and that, yeah, the pandemic is not his plan B. He isn't, um, yeah, just confused by any of this. And I think seeing him at work, even in the midst of a global pandemic has been really cool. We've been, um, a lot of the universities in Thailand are still online fully. And so the campus that we've been working on has only about 10% of the students living um, in 
our city, Bangkok. And so 90% of them are back in their hometowns and online. Um, but I think as we've been here, we spent the first two months, like, I don't think we talked to a single student for maybe like a month and a half. Like we would go near our campus and like walk all these streets around campus and try to find students and there would be no one. And I would like, there was this laundry map that I saw a student at one time and to do your laundry, you have to sit there for an hour. And so I was like, maybe I can find students here because they're sitting here for an hour. So they'll actually talk to me. And so I would just spend hours sitting at the laundry mat waiting for a student to come. And so we just spent so much time praying like, God, we don't know where these students are. And we know a lot of them are online and we're having a hard time finding relationships with them. But like, would you show up in their dorm rooms and would you, um, yeah, put Christian content on their TV screens and on their telephones and like in their Zoom times, like we just need you to show up to them because we believe that you're seeking out these people and um, we don't really know where they are because they're all online. And so um, the month of December was really cool because we had some Christmas parties in person. Um, so we have four different parties in the month of December and all of these students we had kind of been talking to in DMs that like wouldn't really respond to us, like had never met in person. We had invited to our Christmas party. And as we sat our first week in the Christmas party being like, I have no idea if any of these students will show up. Um, they filed in one by one. And every single time someone walked in, it was like, wow, this is a miracle. Like they actually came. And we had 17 students our first week of the Christmas party. And every single one of those students had a story about ways that God had already been opening their hearts to hear the gospel and had been showing up um, to them prior. And I think it was just like so cool to see the ways where it feels like, what are we doing here? Like, what is God doing? But like, all along, he was hearing us and answering our prayers. And um, I had two different students. I We shared the story of Christmas in, in order to share the gospel with them. And um, I asked them, like, have you ever heard the story of Jesus being born? And they're like, no, we have never heard the story about Jesus. But like, we've been watching Christian movies that we found. Um, and Christian movies are not easy to find in Thailand. And so I think it was just like a cool testament of like, we were asking that God would show up on their computer screens and like, here he is letting them find Christian movies. And then, um, two other girls I was talking to, um, I asked them the same question. Like, have you ever heard this story of Jesus? And she said, no, but two weeks ago I had a dream and there was this great light above my bed and it kept saying, I am Preyesu and Preyesu means Jesus and Thai. And she said it said it over and over again. And we asked her, like, how did you feel after this dream? And she responded, well, I was really stressed because I knew that this great light was important, but I had no idea who Preyesu was. But like I knew it was important. And her friend who was sitting next to her said, well, I think Preyesu has sent us these friends. So they might tell us what this dream means and how we can know who this Preyesu is. Um, and I said, that is exactly what Preyesu has done. He has sent us um, here to share with you how you can know who Preyesu is and how you can have a relationship with them. And so I think in so many of those conversations and our Christmas parties and just the opportunity during Christmas to share the gospel has been really encouraging and seeing God answer our prayers, even when things can be discouraging and you don't always see the fruit, but like knowing so deeply that God is still at work here and he is for sure calling Thai students um, into relationship with himself. Wow, that's amazing. Even during a pandemic, <laughs> God is sending people dreams so you can reach out to them. All right, so the pandemic, I'm sure, is hard, but what are the hard parts 
for you of being overseas, of going? Yeah, I think um, I'm sure it's like anyone thinks about living overseas that there's hard things of leaving family and friends and um, yeah, just missing out on things. And um, there's nothing like a national championship win that you've missed out on um, waiting 22 years as a dog fan for that one. And so those are just like little examples of ways that it can be hard to be overseas. I have three sisters I'm really close with and um, all of them were at the national championship with my dad. And so things like that can be hard of just, yeah, missing out on things. But I, um, and there's hard parts. I mean, I live in a pretty international city um, that has access to a lot of things, but whenever you spend like seven hours in a customs office, you're like, wow, Jesus, you're worth this. Um, but, or like when returning a package takes your whole entire day because, um, it's just like, there is no Amazon returns and, um, you can't drop it off at Kohl's and there isn't a post office like right next door that you drive to. And so things like that of just everyday living can feel like a sacrifice sometimes, um, for sure. And I think for sure, the hardest part is missing out on things with family and friends and being gone for holidays and stuff like that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I'm sorry you've missed those things, but you said something just a second ago when you're just sitting there in the customs office saying, Jesus, you're worth it. What, what does make it worth it for you? What makes the sacrifices worth it? Yeah, I think that Jesus makes it worth it um, in a lot of ways. He is, I feel like I say often, like, Jesus, only I would do this for you. Like, only your glory is worth um, these sacrifices that I do make. And when it feels hard to be away from family and when it feels hard to be on a 12-hour time difference and, like, actually talk to your friends in America, um, I feel like I just am reminded constantly that um, to, like, grieve the losses and be sad and that's okay to be sad about those things but also in the midst of that that when those things are sad and and hard it proclaims even more so that like Jesus you are worthy of all of this um and every sacrifice is um worth it because of what you've done for me and like what the ways that you have provided and that you have reconciled me to yourself and made me right before God and like that is worth me giving my life away for. And so I think, yeah, Jesus makes it worth it in practical ways. I think having a team that you really love makes it worth it. I think that's like been a sweet thing of God's provision. It's, um, makes holidays and things really sweet when you don't have family of just having a team that becomes your family and people that you love doing life with and people who are also just so excited about God's mission in the world and are encouraging. I think, one of the greatest gifts of being overseas has been doing life in community. Um, there's nothing quite like it in the community you have overseas. I'm sure, Alan, you can testify to this from your years overseas, but there's just nothing quite like it. Um, and having holidays with team and things like that is just really a sweet, sweet gift. And so they make it worth it sometimes when those sacrifices are family and friends. Um, it's sweet to get to just do life and community with them when you miss people across the world. That is exactly right. And I just love what you said about, you know, Jesus is worth it, right? And we sit here, you know, 
just before you came on, we're sitting here singing worship songs and singing, Jesus, you are worthy. That's, I think that's kind of what we think of when we think of worship, is we sing, we pray, and we, we say things like that. But honestly, every one of those sacrifices you mention is an act of worship because it is a way that you are declaring, Jesus, you are worth this. Jesus, you are worthy. You are, you are high and glorious, and you're worth this. That is it's just worship. I love that perspective. That's so great. All right, so Caroline, um, we have a whole room full of students here, and you were one of them even last year. What would you say to any students who are here tonight who are exploring God's call on their life, whether it be for missions or whether wondering if they should be a goer or a sender or, or something like that? What would you say to them? What would you tell them? Yeah, I think a lot of us, um, I remember sitting in those same seats, like really feels like yesterday. And um, yeah, I think a lot of us are like waiting for God to write what he wants us to do in the sky, like for this like great moment of calling of like, this is the ways I feel God's like called me overseas, or this is the moment I feel like God called me to intern at EGA, or this is the moment I feel like God called me to like live my life on mission in the business world. And I think, um, yeah, it's like really a lot more simple than that. And I think we're waiting for him to write it in the sky and he's like already written it in his word. And so I think I like found that really convicting in college of like, God is saying to us, like the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And so like pray to the God of the harvest that he would send laborers to the harvest. And I would pray that God would send laborers to the harvest with the realization of like, maybe I'm the answer to those prayers. Um, and I think, yeah, just being like, okay, like, do I have a, a burden for the loss? Like, do I have any desire to go overseas? Um, and do I have a free year? Like, could I give up a year? And I think just think about it in term of one year, like, what would it look like for you after senior year to be like, you know, I'm not going to go straight into the business world. What if I just take a year instead? Like those same exact jobs will be waiting for me when I'm done. And I think, um, yeah, to really consider and pray and ask God, like, what would it look like for me to give one year, um, to go overseas and to be a part of what you're doing in the world. And I think it's probably a lot more simple than we make it. It was more simple than I made it out to be. And, um, yeah, just like, are you available do you see what he says in his word? And um, would you like really consider that and pray through that? And I know that as you pray through that, like God will lead you in the path that he has for you. And um, sometimes that does look like staying and sending and um, going to work in the business world or going to med school or whatever it is. But I think a lot of times it does look like actually going. And I think that I'm inviting y'all to come with me and to to join me in this endeavor overseas. And I would just love, I think it's been like my longtime prayer of college that God would use UGA crew to be a great um, sending ground for missions across the world. And so um, I'm praying for you guys to join me. And I just would love for you to really consider and pray through that as well of like, what would it look like to just give one year away and like start there? That is fantastic. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. Your but perspectives are amazing. Say, I forgot this. Go right ahead. Um, I think 
I said this when like God started to give me a heart to go overseas, that it started with my own neighbor. And I think that there's a lot of value to that too, of like, if you're thinking about going overseas and you don't care about your neighbor sitting right next to you, hearing the gospel, like pray and ask God that you would care about the people around you first and like dig in deep there. So if you're a freshman sitting in this room being like, wow, four years, that's really far off or sophomore, even juniors, like I would say invest right where you are right now. Like God has so many lost people in front of you. Like there are so many people at the university of Georgia who need to hear the good news of the gospel. And I think that if you're even considering going overseas, that he will use the people right in front of you to grow your heart for the lost people of the world. Um, and they are at the University of Georgia, I know, and they need to hear the gospel. And so start there, like invest there and ask God to show you what it might look like to not let the gospel stop um, just like right where you are, but let it go from students at the University of Georgia, like to the ends of the earth. It's perfect. Caroline, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your heart with us. Doing great. Yeah, and six months ago, she was sitting where you are, just right here in this room. And um, she has really invested her life so well this year. Thank you so much. It's incredible. Hang on right there. We're going to pray for you in just a minute. <clears throat> but before we did that, I wanted to kind of wrap this up um, simply by saying that <clears throat> this is kind of a one-off. We just thought this would be kind of a fun way to start the semester, kind of bring in a friend and get her perspective and let her tell her story a little bit. Let me tell you a little about what we're going to do starting next week when it's not our national championship hangover crew party. We are going to start a series <clears throat> that we call Asking for a Friend. And this is going to be a little bit different. We recognize that especially during college, you're coming across all kinds of different viewpoints, and lots of people all over this campus are asking hard questions and searching out how do we make sense about life. And there are hard questions that Christians should be able to answer as well. And we are going to start a series called Asking for a Friend that is going to explore some of these questions. Next week, we're going to talk about how can you say that there's only one belief. I think the week after that, we're going to ask the question, doesn't science and religion contradict? I think one of the weeks we're going to ask the question, doesn't Christianity denigrate women? And we're going to talk about social justice. And we're just going to say, are all these things, in, in the light of all these things and all these tough questions, is Christianity really true? How would you know? And this is going to be a great time that we would love for you to invite your friends to come. It's going to be a great time for us to have some honest talk about things and just kind of explore how do we answer these questions? Do they have answers? One of the weeks, like the week we're going to talk about science and religion, we're going to have several professors come and do a panel here. Um, we're going to have some people from the business world come and, and do a panel with us and talk about careerism and different things like that. And it's just going to be, I think it's going to be a really great time to do some honest talk and some exploring in a way that we don't normally do. So that's going to start next week, and it's going to run for five weeks. And you probably see posters of it up around campus because we're going to be putting that up. But all that to say, bring your friends. Invite some people to come, especially if you know there's a question or two that they're struggling with the answer to. And that's going to be starting next week. Um, and we will hopefully also have some resources to put in your hand that are going to augment that. But I think it's going to be a great five-week stretch. 
And I just want to put that on your radar. So next week we will crank that up. And I hope that a lot of you will be here with a friend in tow. So, Caroline, we want to pray for you. I'm going to do that. Lord God, thank you so much for this woman. Thank you so much for her faith and her courage. Lord, thank you so much that you called her and that out of love for you, she obeyed. And Lord, we pray that in the hard things and the suffering and the sacrifices that she makes, that every moment of that would be just a declaration of worship to you that pleased you and that was incense rising up to you to say that you are amazing. And Lord, I pray, um, we all pray for her. Lord, that you would walk closely with her, that you would do more amazing things like she described. Lord, send dreams and send people to Christmas parties and send conversations and open doors so that people can understand just how amazing it is to know you and to walk with you. Would you please protect her? Would you please energize her to do the hard daily things that life there takes? Father, would you please open doors for your message to go out through her and to make her a blessing? And would you please make her team a solid, tight-knit group, relationships of brothers and sisters that just have an amazing oneness and unity with one another. And Father, I do pray for the rest of us, Lord, that you would speak to us. How do you want to lead us? How do you want us to be involved in seeing you get all the honor that you deserve to get in this world? Lord, we're open to you, and we pray, even as we go on this semester, Lord, that you would speak and that you would lead and guide just like you led and guided Caroline. Amen.